and ruined the Dolphins' entire season. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Dolphin fans of all ages, the Batter Fins fans are back. Well, one part of them. I don't have a Batter Fin fan with me, but he is the Batter friend. He is Mr. CEO, Mr. Danny G himself. Sir, how the hell are we doing today? I am. I mean, preseason's finally out of the way, which is what everybody wants to hear, right? Right. The games count from here on out. And how, how far are we out? Today's the 29th. You're, the playing, in, you're playing in a week and a day, I, if I'm not mistaken, right? No, no, no. We start on Monday. So, uh, right, that's right. So we're like a little under two weeks ago. So it's exciting, man. It's like 12 days for you, 11 days for me, I think. Something along that lines, right? Yeah, something like that. It's, right. it's, it's soon. It's soon. It's soon. It's soon. Next Tuesday, we'll be recording a pregame episode is basically what we're trying to say. We're like, we're here. We're finally there. After four weeks of preseason talk, off-season shows, it's about to get real. Like all the hype, all the talking back and forth, all the Twitter trolls from every single team. We're finally going to have real football to talk about. So that is exciting. But nonetheless, thank you all for joining us. Thank you for listening. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, if you're watching live, hello. Thank you. This is my beautiful face. That's his beautiful face. We're going to give you some content today. Um, we, we don't have a lot to obviously talk about, but one of the biggest surprises, um, one of the things that obviously did happen today, Danny, by 4 o'clock, was the final 53-man roster. So after this got released, um, I, I kind of want to know if there were any surprises to you because to me there definitely was. Uh, Chosen Anderson, we had this conversation about how I, th- I thought that he wouldn't make the team. Yeah. But I felt like I heard everybody I brought it up to just about everybody thought that he we're would both make crazy. It to the point. Right, we're both crazy. We're, right, well, to the point where I thought, like, maybe I am wrong. Maybe he is going to make it. So when he was cut, I, I don't want to say I was surprised since I thought originally that he would be. But I, I guess, um, you know, it, I guess it caught me a little off guard because people had told me so much that he would make the team that I started to believe it. So maybe that and Miles Gaskin for sure. I, I wasn't expecting Miles Gaskin. That was my, that was the one that I was going with. Um, Chosen did not surprise me because we both thought he would get cut. We that was like our guy to m- make that final wide receiver room. But Miles Gaskin for me was surprised, and I guess a lot of people are like, "Oh, why are you surprised?" And I'm like, Devon Achain, you know he was going to get a roster spot, right? Yep. You knew Jeff Wilson. You knew Raheem Mostert. The ones that were up in the air was Salvin Ahmed and Christopher Brooks. For me, I thought those were the ones that were up in the air because you already have a rookie in the, in the room. Christopher Brooks is another rookie. Miles yeah. Gaskin, like I said, outside of that year where it was cut short, before he got cut short, he was balling out. He was catching balls greatly out of the backfield. He was running the ball with purpose. So for me, that was one of those that was surprising. Um, I don't think he's going to make it back into the practice squad. I think he will make it onto another team. I hope yeah, he makes it gonna, onto another team. That's what I was going to say. I, he, he's not one of those guys that you're going to find on your practice squad later this year. He's going to get picked up by somebody else. I agree, especially with running backs, the way we've talked about them over the last several weeks, that I don't want to say they're a dime a dozen, but there are a lot of serviceable running backs in the league, and Miles Gaskin definitely fits that definition. So for me, it kind of sucks that he's no longer on the Miami Dolphins. But as I look at the roster cuts, um, I know that one of the ones that you were talking about was Daywood Davis, who had that really bad injury in the last preseason game. Um, But, dude, you're fighting an uphill battle. Like, even if you were good enough to make this team, there were some really big names ahead of you. And I know one of the ones that you were talking about with River Craycraft, that guy's put in work since Mike McDaniel brought him in. And I, it's hard for me to see Daywood Davis taking a roster spot from him. I mean, if you take it, 
what were we just saying about Chosen Anderson? Chosen Anderson is a proven commodity in the NFL. Right. Maybe he isn't a number one or number two, but he has the speed and the skills to make it on an NFL roster. I agree. And if we thought that he probably wasn't going to make the team, the chances of Daywood making the team were slim to none. Right. So I just think it sucks that after what happened on Saturday, then a couple of days later, you get the news like, sorry, buddy, you got to go. Yeah. Um, Nick Needham. Um, is going to start the season off on the PUP list, so that means he'll be yep. out for the first four games. Um, I'm I'm not saying I'm sad about that. I, I guess I'm kind of disappointed because of the Jalen Ramsey. And, you know, one of the things I talked about when Jalen Ramsey went down was I think Vic Fangio can make the most out of this defense, even with the players that he does have. One of the names I brought up was Nick Needham coming back from injury, Brandon Jones coming back from him. So I guess I'm kind of ha happy that Brandon Jones will not start the season on the PUP list. But Nick Needham not being available for the first four games, and we have a juggernaut of first four games to start the season off with, that's one that I'm kind of like, fuck, I wish we would have had him to start the season off. Yeah, man, starting off against the Chargers, not being at full strength defensively is rough because you figure the Chargers are going to be a pretty formidable offense. Agreed. And I feel like the Dolphins, it's it's not a must win. I honestly don't think you guys are going to win game one. But I, I don't feel think, like I don't think any week one right, game because, is a must and, win. And, well, exactly. It's not, but it's almost like a statement win because if you come For back sure. and you win that game on the road, because mm -hmm. that's the reason I'm giving the Chargers the edge. If it was the Dolphins playing at home, you know, I think the Dolphins might win. But I, right. I, the NFL, I think, is the only sport where home field really does matter. And I think that if the Chargers come out and they can't beat the Dolphins, that's going to look poorly on the Chargers, but it's going to look great on the Dolphins. So I, I would assume that the Dolphins would be best suited, not assume, obviously, would be best suited to come in full strength. So yeah. the Nick Needham thing is, is a big blow. I, I agree. Uh, one of the things that we've been joking around all season, and this is no shot at my tight end room, and I don't say mine because it's obviously not mine, but I obviously follow the Miami Dolphins, my number one loves, um, is Tyler Croft getting cut and Eric Salbert uh, starting the season on injured reserve. I'm like, if our tight end room wasn't slim before, it's definitely really slim right now. Um, Durham Smythe, I, I was I, for me was always going to get to start at tight end. Always, mm -hmm. I told you. For me, he reminds me of a Jason Wooden type. I told you that last year. Uh, people were like, "Dude, Jason Wooden, don't compare that guy to Jason Wooden." I'm like, what I meant by that was, you, he will get you short yardage first downs. And Jason Wooden was an expert at that. He was not fast at all, but he knew how to run a route and he knew how to get to the first down marker. And I think that's basically the cheap version of a Jason Wood and his Durham Smythe because he blocks well and he could get you first downs. Like you remember how many rollouts you saw to Durham Smythe last year, just because he's good at that. He's good at rolling out and catching the ball and getting first downs. Um, but yeah, that, that was another one. Um, Elijah Higgins, he got cut. That was the rookie that we drafted. I thought he would definitely make the roster. I, I am assuming they're going to try to put him on the practice squad. Um, but yeah, there was some surprising ones uh, to say the least, but that's, that's not all the exciting stuff. Were you surprised by week. Malik Reed? I was. I was surprised by Malik Creed, but I think one guy tweeted, and I wish I remember his name because he tweeted a great line. It says, with Emmanuel Ogba, Jalen Phillips, um, Andrew Van Ginkle, you have a lot of outside guys, but you don't have a whole lot of inside guys. So right. it's like, I think that's the reason Malik Reed got cut. Um, so they, they must feel pretty confident. You know what? There is one more surprise. And I know you're going to give me, anybody who hasn't listened to to Danny before on this guy, Danny will yeah. make and it Feeney? Danny will make it Dan clear as day, clear as day how he feels about this guy. But Danny, the surprising one is you. I don't know if you saw the preseason game. Did you see that high snipe from Connor Williams? Apparently, uh -huh. he, he's been having issues at training camp, snapping snapping the ball. Like most of the time, he gets it right. 
But sometimes the ball sails on Tua because of how high the snap is. Getting rid of Dan Feeney, as bad as you say that he's been, was still mm -hmm. a depth position. Right now, we don't have a backup center on our team. Robert Jones can play the center, and Liam Eikenberg, and exactly, and then Liam Eikenberg, which nobody wants on their field. Um, he's currently injured as well, but he's taking snaps at center as well. Technically, we do not have a center. The rookie center we had, he also got cut. So my thing is, you've made it clear. Dan Feeney is terrible. You should want that guy nowhere on your field. I get it. I imagine having a Dan Feeney-Liam Eikenberg lineup ready to go on the field. Like Tua, oh. you, might, you might get killed. But what I'm saying is, don't you need at least some form of depth at center? Because center is an important position to the quarterback. No, and uh, look, as much crap as I give Dan Feeney. Um, great mullet, by the way. He, yes, great mullet, and he could play center and guard. As A lot of those those uh, centers and guards usually, at least side centers, because you just move over to guard. But he's played it, right? So I think that's, that's right. what I mean. He's played both of them. So I think that he would have been a great depth piece for you guys. So, but... If they traded him after basically giving away, how much did they give him? Two million bucks. They get they gave him a two million sign, uh, roster bonus just a few weeks ago. And so if they gave him two million dollars and we're okay with shipping away. him off, I, right. I feel pretty confident in my analysis that he wasn't He's very good. Not that good. And, and obviously they thought the same. Uh, another big thing that happened today um, was obviously they were clearing cap space for a certain somebody that we'll get to at the end of the show, but they got about four point twenty four million under the cap space right before the 53-man roster. And that's not including Noah that got traded over to the Cowboys for one of their DBs, right? But Dan Feeney, we got a six-rounder for. And then the biggest one, which I thought was the biggest, I made a mistake with the initial contract. Let me fix this now, was they restructured Cedric Wilson's contract, which came down from like $6 million, I believe, to like $3 million and change. I thought that was a big uh, restructure right there for Cedric Wilson. Yeah, and once that happened, because that happened before the four o'clock window, right? right? Right. So everybody was like, "Oh, they're clearing out space for you know who," you know and who. Then that was the big thing. But I mean, uh, we thought Cedric Wilson would make the team because of his contract. Because of the contract, right? They restructured it. He's still on the team. Does he get moved? No, right? No, I don't think so. I think he makes his team. He has had no. He, I mean, he's, he's had good he's plays, already... right? He's had good plays at training camp. He's had, and like I said. If you lose a Tyree Kill, by the way, nobody's going to replace Tyree Kill. Nobody can replace Jenny Waddle. That's not what I'm of about to say. Not. No. But if one of those guys goes down, you need somebody that Tua, that Tua is comfortable with. And Cedric Wilson has looked really comfortable with Tua in training camp this season and in the preseason. So I personally think that's why he were, he'll remain on the team at least for the rest of this year. Uh, so the three for this season coming up, the, the slot receiver, Braxton Berrios? I think it's Braxton. Like, I think so that. I don't think there will be – obviously, you know that he likes playing with his sets. I mean, Mike McDaniel. You'll see a lot of Tyreek Hill inside. You'll see probably Jalen Waddle line up a couple times inside in that slot position. But I, I don't think when that happens, you're going to see Braxton Berrios being on the outside because I, I know the Jets tried that last year after a couple of games that I watched. Like, Braxton Berrios has no business being on the outside. Granted, he has the speed for it, but he, what he mainly has is the speed and shiftiness that he has. Mm -hmm. He plays that slower, turn around, catch the ball, Get a couple of yards. That's that's his game. That he's not gonna, right. He's not going to take anybody down the sideline on a deep post. So yeah. I, I definitely think it's Braxton Berrios. I think that will be the starting lineup week one. It will be Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, Braxton Berrios at wide receiver. I'd be surprised if it was Cedric Wilson. I'm um, starting the starting the season off, but I think because of Braxton Berrios turning kicks, he'll be your third wide receiver. I agree. I agree. And then Easy would be that fourth. 
short yardage situation, big body, put him in there over Braxton. But I agree. And don't be surprised. You're going to, I guarantee you, Braxton Barrios, a reverse touchdown inside the five yard line. And I promise you, he's going to have a throwing touchdown at some point this season. Well, he dropped a, oh. an important ball for a touchdown in the end zone, like you guys oh, love yeah, bringing at, up. At some point. Yeah, at some point, he'll do that also. <laughs> but he will throw for a touchdown. He will throw like for that. a touchdown. I like that. Well, let's let's talk about other big news, sir. One that uh, I was happy with because I think both of these gentlemen deserve a new contract, but only one half of the Bash brothers got his contracting session, and that was Zach Sealer. Um, I guess initial thoughts when you when you saw that it was Zach Sealer first instead of Christian Wilkins. Yeah, I mean, I guess the first thought that probably not even just my mind through all Dolphins fans' minds must have been, okay, what about Christian Wilkins? Because you figure out of the two, not twenty that Zach million guaranteed is is. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like what Christian Wilkins is probably going to get, but no, nope. but you, you figure that Christian Wilkins would be the priority, right? 100%. Is it, is there a chance that mm. Christian Wilkins isn't a dolphin next year? I don't think so. I think when I heard his press conference today and what he had to say, which if you haven't heard it, by all means, like if you weren't convinced before that Christian Wilkins is the team guy, Go watch the press conference today of him talking about his contract status. This guy wants to be a Miami Dolphin, and even Adam Schefter yeah. came out. Adam Schefter came out and said teams did call the Miami Dolphins. Chris Greer did not field any calls for Christian Wilkins. They want him to be a Miami Dolphin, and Christian he Wilkins wants to be a Miami Dolphin. And Christian Wilkins said, "I only wanted to be a Miami Dolphin." And when he came out in the press conference today, he basically said that he said, "I don't want to play anywhere else." And I'm going to give this team my all this season, and I'm going to really earn that contract next year. Like when you hear something like that, you know how often it is we don't hear players talk that way. Like those are the type of guys that, besides him being a force on the field, now he's a, bro. He's even better guy in the locker room. He's not going to Lamar Jackson it. No, no, he's not. And I'm glad you brought that up because there's a lot more of those than there is of Christian Wilkins. And I'm and I'm very. I'm very happy for Zach Sealer because I told you, man, that guy is a force in the middle as well. He gets, he stops to run. He gets to the quarterback. Him and Christian Wilkins make a great pair. Um, I think you need both. I'm glad that we're going to have both this year. He's going to play on the on the contract that he has left. Um, but for me, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I thought Christian Wilkins was going to get the contract first, but I'm not mad. And you saw Christian Wilkins when he was at his press conference. I don't know. I don't know if you got a chance to see it, but Zach Sealer was like the next one up. And he was super happy for Zach Sealer getting his money. He literally pulled him on stage. He's like, no, it's your show now. It's your show now. Uh, like, that's the kind of guy you need on the Miami Dolphins. And, and I'm really happy for Zach Sealer. Well, I mean, when you give those big contracts, you want it to be to somebody that isn't going to half-ass it after they get it, right? Because a lot of – it happens so often when they get those big contracts and all of a sudden the production just stops because they just stop caring as much. Yeah. Christian Wilkins doesn't look like that guy. He looks like that good locker room guy. The guy that's gonna bust his ass whether he has a contract or not. Um, I hope for his sake that that things work out because look, since ever since um well, I just blanked on his name from the Packers, the receiver. Um, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Played without getting his contract. Javon Walker was his name. Oh, Javon Walker. Wow. You went from throwback. I thought, I, yeah. I thought you were going I thought you were going Devontae Adams there for a second. No, no, Javon Walker back in the Packers where Brett Favre told him to he should just yeah. play, and then he went ahead yeah. and played. And got messed hurt. up his knee, and then his career, he just never got a payday. Like ever, ever since that, I kind of feel bad for guys that just play through. Oh, yeah, you're a big proponent for that. Right. I am, man, because like people are like, oh, yeah, I know, but he needs to play. I was like, yeah, but if he gets injured and he gets cut, you don't give a crap about that guy tomorrow because right. he's not playing for your team anymore. 
guy got to take care of his family. And the NFL is the only sport that I think that way in. Because in the NBA, when people are forcing their way out, dude, you got a five-year contract, guaranteed money, you got to play. MLB, same thing. But in the NFL, I'm sorry, hold out. I, I am all for players holding out because this this sport is brutal. And if, if you get injured, these guys... They, get they don't give a fuck around. about you. No, I'm sorry. I, I, I hate to curse, but they don't give a fuck about you. It's they like, don't. They don't. And, and, and I know the fan base is passionate about Christian Wilkins, but even when we were talking about Christian Wilkins and the potential you-know-who coming to this team, there were people ready to package a deal of a second rounder and Christian Wilkins to go and get this guy. It's like there is wow. fans like that. are As much as you want to be a contract, <laughs> oh, wait, we can get this guy? Listen, listen, forget about, forget about what I said before. Go ahead and have him ship out. And, and let me tell you something. I don't know who those fans are because I, I I didn't see many of those. But I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if that really did happen. It did. I'm, let me look. Let me you. look at you. Yeah. It's ahead. a lot harder to find a Christian Wilkins than it is to find a Jonathan Taylor. I promise you this. Like you, and I hate to say it because I feel bad for running backs. But as the saying goes, <laughs> they are a dime a dozen, and yeah. a great running back isn't going to carry you to the Super Bowl. But a great defensive line player like Aaron Donald will. I'm not saying Christian Wilkins is an Aaron Donald, right. but Christian Wilkins is that type of player that can kind of carry it. this defense. So it, it, for anybody to say that they would p- package Christian Wilkins for Jonathan Taylor, I'm not saying it would be horrible for the short term, but that's short-sighted. You you want a good defensive player or, or defensive interior player than Jonathan Taylor. I I. I I don't know if you want to transition into Jonathan Taylor now. No, yeah, for sure. But let's start with the people who were leading us to the Jonathan Taylor news, sir. The fake Finns Twitter reporters. It's like, <laughs> sir, I, I, how many people were the Miami Dolphins supposedly going to get this offseason? It didn't no, just but, start with Dalvin Cook. No, but you know what? Jonathan Taylor was the first one that had confirmed sources. <laughs> My confirmed source. Don't panic, Dolphin fans. It's confirmed. Ooh. It's happening. Ooh. How many times did I see? And I was like, I wasn't going to quote anybody because, you know, I don't want to throw anybody into the bus. If you saw, well, you saw saying, it. I was like, I, I will tell you, your boy did quote tweet a lot of people today <laughs> because, listen, I don't troll. I do not. But I refuse to let people get away with putting fake news out there. I will not stand by that, sir. Um. Shout out, some, shout out to some people who did get the story right, Semi, who uh, who basically said that the Dolphins were interested. One, for sure, they were interested. They were talking all the way up to 4 o'clock. They'd be uh, not to be. Personnel was in Indy giving Jonathan Taylor a physical. That was verified by other, by other big-name sources. So big ups to those Dolphin fans who apparently were talking to the right people. But I wanted to spend a few minutes on this fake Finns Twitter reporters because – there were so many confirmed reports this offseason, you know. We were getting Dalvin Cook. We were getting Devontae Adams. Dude, I don't know. I thought we were going to convince Darrell Revis to come out of retirement for a second <laughs> to come take Jalen Ramsey's position. But yeah. listen, if you follow an account and they don't have any affiliations with any major news stations or ESPNs or Fox Sports or NFL Network, and they got like 30 fucking followers, you may not take their word for it and retweet their bullshit. Because now you're giving them what they want. They're getting engagement, and you're retweeting their bullshit. That's going to get them even more engagement for other people who are going to believe this fake news. Because nowadays in social media, Danny, it doesn't matter if you can't prove it. I could put some blasphemy out there tomorrow, and people are like, hey. As long as you got followers, people believe it. Well, some of these people didn't even have followers, Danny. Oh, really? Uh Yeah. It, 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 listen, 
some guy put out a list of the guys he's not following anymore. And I said, you know what? Let me go through this list. There were some people on there with 29 followers and following 5,000 people. I'm like, why are we listening to this guy? But nonetheless, let's talk. Let's wait. Let's stay a couple minutes. Jonathan Taylor staying put because he didn't get traded. He's going to start missing the first four games. I don't know how bad the trade offer was. But my guess is it was something better than not having your all-star studded that you don't want to pay running back that's going to take the pressure off Anthony Richardson for the Indianapolis Colts this offseason who is going to get the start at Indy. Your thoughts first on, again, Jim Mercy being a crackhead and not fucking trading away for whatever the Miami Dolphins were offering and that supposable other team. And I guess, do you think that it may happen again by the October uh, trade deadline? Depending on no, where the Colts are and depending where the Dolphins are. I think I think NFL owners are really smart the way they play things because they refuse to become the NBA. Because if they start letting things like this happen, and I'm not I'm not saying I'm I, I agree with it, but right. if they start letting things like this happen, then they know that NFL players are gonna start forcing their way out of situations. Facts. And they're trying to avoid that at any cost. So unless the Dolphins were gonna give up a first round pick, I don't think they were gonna trade away. And although if, if you're not gonna play him and he's not happy, you might as well. But I think that this is something that just NFL owners are like, you know what? The rumor was a second rounder. Do you think a second rounder was enough to get Jonathan Taylor at least for that? Because you were going to trade us. It was going to kind of be a Bradley Chubb situation. You know how we traded a first rounder and then we paid him? It was kind of going to be the same situation. We were going to trade a second rounder and then give him the contract that Jim Mercy does not want to give him. So do Two you things. think a second rounder for that would have been enough? Two things. One, I think a second rounder is enough for a running back because yep. running backs are devalued. And second... I don't think the Dolphins are ever going to give up a first-round pick because you guys have given up first-round picks in drafts recently so often. Was it Tyreek Hill? First-round pick, right? Yep. Bradley, Bradley Chubb? Chubb? First-round pick. And for one of those two, I forgot which one. It was two first-round picks, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it Tyreek Hill? I, I want to well, say it was Tyreek Hill. So you guys, are, are, you guys can't keep trading away first-round picks. Like, you guys are, are in it to win now, but at some point, you need to start reloading because – when you stop drafting first round picks and you have first round talent, then all that talent that's growing together is all going to need to get paid at the same time. You yep. can't pay them all at the same time and you have nobody to fill those gaps when some of those players leave. So you can't keep giving away those first round picks. So I, I, I don't I, think that there's agree. any chance that you guys. Uh -huh. I agree a thousand percent with you because I know a lot of people were like, well, Chris Greer basically missed out on every first round during the 2020 uh, draft. Listen, it the guy has I me I'm I'm saying on the record to go back. I think he's hit more on free agency and the draft than most other GMs outside of Joe Douglas. I want to say Joe Douglas is pretty good. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens a, a GM I can't remember his name right now, but he's pretty good at fucking drafting mm -hmm. players too. I think it's if you go and actually search what other GMs are drafting, you're going to be like, all right, maybe a lot of these gems fuck up when they draft. Of course, it's, it's harder to to draft somebody. And then, then most, it's like you can say what you want about Tua. People like him, people don't. I personally, Tua's made me a believer. I think Tua is that guy, but a lot of people are throwing in that mix that Tua was a bust of a pick for Chris Greer. I don't feel that way, and I think a lot Not of Dolphins, a, a lot I, of Dolphins like, don't feel that way. It's still up in the air. I, I right. I also, I agree with you. Like, if he can't stay healthy, then at some point, just because of the health issues, you should consider it a bust. But when he was healthy. I, I, as he was healthy and he was balling last year, was anybody saying bust? Absolutely. No. You know what they were saying? They were saying MVP. Correct. Correct. Him and like, Jalen Hurts were, were the two 
candidates for MVP midway through the season. There's levels to bust, right? Ryan Leaf, Josh Rosen, you could throw into the bust league <laughs> right Josh now. Rosen, yeah, yeah. Like that guy's definitely bust. You can't say bust for Tua when that guy was considered an MVP at one point. It doesn't matter how the rest of the season. I'm saying at one point, no other bust that you could claim was an MVP at any point in time. But I will tell you this. Mm-hmm. If Jonathan Taylor would have been traded to the Miami Dolphins today, I was getting ready to come on here, Danny, and tell you something that I have not told you in the 25-plus friendship years that we have. Were you about to say you're going to go to the Super Bowl? We're going to the fucking Super Bowl. Why? Because of the defense we have, because of the offensive weapons he have, and because how young Jonathan Taylor is and the stud that he is. Like, right now, it is a fact that Jonathan Taylor is a stud. And I thought adding him, it, it alleviates the pressure off of Tua. And now you can't cheat. You can't cheat because it's like, I know I got to cover Tyreek. Fuck, somebody's going to cover Jalen Waddle. But now you have fucking Jonathan Taylor coming out the backfield. And I'm sorry I'm cursing so goddamn much this round. But I thought it would have been a great addition. But again, I wasn't I wasn't blowing my head up like the rest of Dolphin fan base was. I have two questions for you. Sure. First, because you thought that Jonathan Taylor would be the reason that you all of a sudden felt like you were Super Bowl contenders, yep. would that not be sufficient enough to go ahead and give up a first round pick, yeah, hell yeah. I, so so you would have given up a first round pick for Jonathan. Taylor. I, I would have. Yes, yes. The question is, if it comes to me, if I'm giving up for the way that it's going, if you're all in, you got to prove that you're all in. And by the way, I'm sorry, I, I missed it. Fans tailgate, what's up, my boy? Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for showing love. If if you just joined, doesn't matter. Stay in. Drop your two cents. But for me, for me, Danny. If you're all in, you got to be all in. And if you're asking me just for one first rounder for this upcoming season for Jonathan Taylor, because you were going to trade a second and give him a new contract. What's the difference of just giving up a first and giving up that new contract? If you think he's the missing piece, trade your first rounder for Jonathan Taylor. I would have done it in a heartbeat because, yes, I, I would have came on here and be like, Danny, we're definitely going to the Super Bowl now. We're definitely Super Bowl contenders. Right now, I know that we're definitely a playoff contender. I know we're making the playoffs. I am confident in that. I think that if we don't make the playoffs, it's an embarrassment that we don't make the playoffs. But you add Jonathan Taylor to the mix, Danny. Now it's like, all right, how do we handle Jalen Waddle, Jonathan Taylor, and Tyreek Hill? That would have been my question to you and to any other fan base that we have upcoming this season. Because we're going to talk about it real quick before um, before we jump out. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Because I know you said you had uh, two questions. Yeah, yeah. My other one was, I don't want to oversimplify it because I know that that's what I'm basically doing. But I okay. did want to present this question. Sure. Raheem Mostert averaged almost five yards a carry, 4.9. Yep. yep. Uh, Jeff Wilson, I think it was 4.7. Yep. Jonathan Taylor, 4.5. Now, Jonathan Taylor, obviously, a lot more carries. So, the, you know, the average comes Correct. down a little bit. He right? was the Saquon Barkley of his team. Right. So, but with all things considered, do you think that Jonathan Taylor really would have done because that much better with the run offense last year than the Dolphins already had going? Because I know that everybody doesn't like Raheem Mostert or Jeff Wilson as much as they would a stud running back, but I felt like they were producing enough to which Facts. I don't I don't know if Jonathan Taylor would necessarily put you way over. Would it be better? Yeah, obviously. But like, is it really gonna be the difference between making it to the wild card round and being in the Super Bowl? I, I don't think so. For me, it would have for the simple reason that you said something very I guess I don't want to say noteworthy because you said it on the Jets show, but on the Jets show, you said, yeah, 
I, I agree. I, I agree with you. I Because if you are going to end up, Danny, let's say we end up really good this year. Let's say that even if we make to the second round of the playoffs, you're basically trading a 28th first round pick, which is basically a second for Jonathan Taylor. I agree 100% with you. But going back to that point, one of the points you made on the Jet Show when we recorded a couple of weeks ago, because uh, our boy Gunny was kind of disrespecting my running backs, you said <sighs> maybe if they get more carries, maybe the average wouldn't have been that high. Mm -hmm. I, again, I think that was a big er error from Miami Daniels' part of not running the ball more. I personally think that when you look at jo uh, Jonathan Taylor's 4.5 average, I think it would have been much higher if he would have been on our team. And the reason I say that is because we have so much, so many other distractions on this team where you can't say, I'm going to stack the box with 10 people when we have Tyreek and Jalen Hall running around like wild men. That's my point to that one. But I honestly think that this year I'll be able to answer your question fully because, like you said, we think that Mike McDaniel learned from last year. Vic Fangio being a defensive coordinator and being an, uh, he's been a head coach before. He's been in the league for quite some time. He's going to be able to help Vic, um, Mike McDaniel with those decisions. Be like, hey, I think we should run the ball more. Like, this is a space where, you know, we should probably run the ball. At the end of the day, Mike McDaniel's going to go to do whatever the fudge he wants to do. And by all means, he should. He's a head coach. Because guess what? At the end of the day, win or loss, he's getting the credit and Tua's getting the credit or they're both getting the blame. Nobody else is getting the blame outside of those two guys. When they get fired, they start with the head coach, and then everybody else follows. So, But, yeah, I'm sorry. I think if Jonathan Taylor would have been added to this team, we would have most definitely been a Super Bowl contender, and that would have been the first time ever you heard it in 26 years from me that I would have told you that. But he's not, so you're not. Nope, nope. But let's talk about real quick, because I know um, next week we have, um, we have a guest coming on the show. But like we said at the beginning of the show, we're going to start – talking pregame episodes now we're, we're mm -hmm. literally going to pre be previewing the following weeks and danny i know one of the things you wanted to do so i don't know if we're going to do it this upcoming week maybe we have if uh an additional next guest week yeah next week sorry mm -hmm. um i know i said that one of the things you do greatly on the battered hair on show on your soccer show for inner miami is you bring on um other people from other teams to come on and pregame basically pre uh preview the, the the episode or the team that we're about to play on that episode um, is that something that we're going to be doing here in the upcoming weeks? I'm on it. I'm in talks with some San Diego, not San Diego, Los Ooh. Angeles Chargers Ooh. podcast. So, okay. yes, the hope is that next week we're going to start previewing and every week we're going to have a regular recap episode. And then we'll also have a preview episode of the upcoming game with an opposing team's uh, podcast, a reporter. We'll find somebody. So, yeah, right. that's the plan. So there you go. So we're going to be dropping, obviously, content every Tuesday, 9 p.m. live for your entertainment value. For those listening, for those watching, thank you. Thank you for showing love. Thank you for supporting the, the battered fans. Um, and but yeah, that's one more that's thing. Gonna, well, no, yeah. Yeah, no, no, we can't. We can't end it. Oh, oh, I we're going to start a GoFundMe. We have to start a GoFundMe for Bearded Fanatic because he saw this. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> and he said, we need I need to find a way to get this because I need it. to. I need to get wear this to the stadium, right? To the every, hard rock every, every single home game. week. Every that will be on my shoulder every single home game. Uh, I listen. If you guys want to donate a dollar to me to the, <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, yeah, you man. guys. Oh, you know what? You don't even have to donate to me. Let me drive you around. Go there to go. Five, go to five star drivers .net, Help your boy out. Listen. Right, right chairs, you know they're everywhere. In drive, Uber, Lyft, those are the big names right now. Your boy will beat every single competitor out there. Get you to where you need to go. It's my company. 
I am insured. I have all the goodies. I have my own chauffeur license, fivestardrivers.net. If you hit me up and say that you heard it on the show, I'll give you $10 off your first ride. How could you beat that? I'll give you $10 off your first ride wherever you're going. And on top of that, if you ask him to be quiet, he's probably not going to be quiet, but, but he could talk Dolphins to you the whole ride. So the whole, it's the like whole plus, ride. plus, plus, the whole ride, the whole ride. Oh, oh, Chris, Chris is in the house. Chris, listen, <laughs> is, if Chris, if you're still here, if you're still here, Chris, before we head out of here, Danny, is Chris going to be the guy you get on the show for December when we've placed when we play the Cowboys, Cowboys you know, Chris on is Christmas a, Day? Chris, Chris is a longtime Cowboy fan. Now, I know that Chris hasn't watched the Cowboys since probably Tony Romo was their quarterback. But, you know, his fandom has been since we've been in high school that he is a high school. Uh, he is a Cowboy fan. We, we, could, we could look into it. I don't know. We I, I might it. be able to find. Maybe my, my, maybe my, if he actually <laughs> watches his team this season, right? We'll see. We'll see. If, if he actually knows who the quarterback is, we'll, we'll consider it. We'll, we'll think about it. We'll think about it. We'll make it an exciting <laughs> show. All right, Danny, lead us out, baby. All right. Well, if you were listening on audio, thank you for listening all the way to the end. We appreciate you taking the time. Also, please comment, like, review, uh, give us five stars, share, all that other good stuff. And if you are watching on YouTube, thank you for watching all the way to the end. We appreciate you taking the time. Like and subscribe. And if you were part of the the live chat, if you were part of the live chat, thank you, as always, for joining. You guys are the best part of the show. And until the next one, which we'll actually be talking about some football that actually counts. Yep. Have a good one. Peace.